Church in Ligonier, Pennsylvania. Greetings, Epiphany Church. It's good to be with you again today in our new audio life together. I wanted to introduce you to another program of sorts that we'll be running on our podcast this season. Instead of continuing our Christian ed as it was, solely devoted to the education of the mind, I thought I'd share something more devotional instead, more maybe to the education of the heart. And to that end, we're going to walk through St. Paul's letter to the Philippians together, not so much as Again, for the education or the scholarship of it, but for reflection and prayer and application. Our first devotional follows this introduction, and it's an intro to St. Paul's letter, which is filled with joy and community and suffering. Stay tuned for more episodes throughout the week. We hope to make this a pretty regular part of our life together here at the church. Here's the story of how we got St. Paul's letter to the Philippians. When this letter is written, um, St. Paul has been in prison, probably in Rome, uh, where the story left off in the book of Acts. Uh, In the ancient world, if you were imprisoned awaiting trial, there were really no cafeterias or yards to exercise in. You relied on the generosity of your family and loved ones to take care of you while you awaited trial. St. Paul, of course, burned all his bridges with his family and friends when he converted to Christianity. And we know from his letter to the church in Rome, right, the book of Romans, we know from his letter to the church in Rome that he hadn't had a chance to meet them yet in his missionary journeys. Who did Paul know in Rome that would be able to help him out during his imprisonment? The church in Philippi, which is in northern Macedonia, north of Greece, modern day, they heard Paul was imprisoned, and they sent one of their own church members, Epaphroditus, to go help him out. Epaphroditus came and brought a care package, brought some money with him so that Paul could be taken care of while he awaited a trial before the emperor. That church, that church in Philippi, they loved Paul. They were grateful for his ministry. Um, Philippi was a church, or Philippi, was a church in uh, a Roman colony. Uh, So it's a Roman colony. It's founded by the Romans. It's not a place with a massive local population quite yet. And frankly, it doesn't have enough Jews to even have a synagogue there. And so this church was not made up of Jewish believers, uh, but they were made up of Gentile converts to the faith. And you can go back to Acts chapter 16 and read about Paul's ministry there, how he befriended a merchant named Lydia, Um, how he drove out a fortune-telling demon from a young woman, and the ruckus that caused uh, as a result of that. You can read about how he embarrassed and shamed the town leadership publicly. And uh, St. Paul's ministry there, it must have been very powerful because the church sends not just anyone in Epaphroditus to help St. Paul, they send one of their best. The text tells us that uh, Epaphroditus, this is in chapter 2, Epaphroditus was their messenger, Um, The Greek word for that is apostolos, which should sound familiar to you. It's the word apostle. This word apostolos is a big deal. It's a big Bible word. It's an important Bible word because it's a word that's specifically applied to a certain type of Christian teacher in the early church. And it's the Bible word for what we would now call or associate this word with the idea that Epaphroditus was a bishop 
um, that he had such a senior leadership position within their congregation. It's like they sent a bishop to go help St. Paul. So this is not just one of their rank-and-file members. It's, it may be one of their top leaders in the church in, in Philippi that goes to help Paul. But while Epaphroditus was this bishop coming to help out Paul, the one who was sent to be the helper, he got sick and he nearly died himself. And what a sight that must have been, right? Epaphroditus comes in, hey, Paul, I'm here to help. And then he takes ill, he gets sick, and Paul's behind bars. And my gosh, his body was grizzled and beaten. He was scarred. He was a ex-Pharisee behind jail bars. And the two of them together couldn't even take care of each other. I mean, it must have been quite the season. It must have been quite the situation. Paul ends up having to help Epaphroditus, who was sent there to help him. And neither men are really of sound body in this situation, and the two ended up seriously struggling. But thankfully, Epaphroditus recovers from what may have been his own coronavirus. Who knows? <laughs> and after Epaphroditus is finished healing and recovering, Paul writes to the church in, in Philippi and sends them his warm regards, and he also sends the bishop back home. He says, thank you for his service. I'm sending him home back to help you all now. So that's the occasion which led to this letter being written. Now let's look at three themes that we're going to find throughout this letter that Paul writes to the church in Philippi. First thing that we're going to read, we're going to find in this letter, is we're going to find that Paul pairs two seemingly opposite things together. He pairs joy and suffering. Uh, those two things are going to come together in this letter in a way that makes sense if you understand Jesus' death and resurrection, but Paul will do this with his own life, right? Because he's broke and he's in jail and he couldn't be happier. Um, so we're going to find joy and suffering are paired together in this uh, letter in a way that they aren't elsewhere in Scripture. Secondly, we're going to find in this letter a remarkable picture of camaraderie and partnership. Um, the church of Philippi, Epaphroditus and Paul, they're all connected together through this unbreakable bond of the Holy Spirit in gospel ministry. Uh, and so all three of them share joy and gratitude and faith. It's all mingled. And St. Paul will say, you know, I trust God to take care of my every provision. I don't trust in, in people to do that. But it seems as if God is using you to minister and take care of me. And for that, I am deeply grateful. That's the second theme we're going to find. And the third theme we're going to find, we're going to find out from the context of our reading, is that the Philippians are experiencing some of their own persecution. When St. Paul was there in, in the Philippi helping to establish the church, he was thrown in jail for a brief stint. Um, he was indeed the subject of persecution. And uh, now it seems like it's not just St. Paul who's getting a hard time out of it. It's the rest of the church. And so St. Paul is going to give advice on how to remain faithful in a time of real suffering. This is a letter, friends, full of joy and faith and suffering and community. And I can't think of a better book to go through during our coronavirus season. And so I invite you to stay tuned, subscribe to the podcast uh, once it gets broadcast out onto the uh, national apps, international apps. And stay tuned for uh, periodic devotional episodes as we work through this letter together.
music and sound effects come to us today from a number of Creative Commons licenses. I want to thank Alexander at OrangeFreeSounds.com for the Angel Choir sound effect, and Jim Bryson for his tune, Clear the Crowds. Stay tuned. Later this week, I hope to have our podcast series up with a wider distribution so that you can listen through an official podcasting app instead of just coming to our website. And never forget, friends, all shall be well, all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. Go in peace. And it must have been the way she came in like a tidal wave. Epiphany Church in Ligonier, Pennsylvania.